0: Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Howson. And I'm James Marriott. So, um, Dom, we did, a, we did a Twitter space ahead of the Plymouth game, and I think it's fair to say it was fairly universally a bit whingy, it was a bit negative. What we didn't see coming was then um, a pretty good performance and an excellent win against Plymouth. Four goals as well. Um,
1: it was um, a bit out of the blue. I personally thought most of the moaning came from you, James, um, as per usual. So probably accurate. Yeah, but no, I, I, no one saw Wednesday scoring four goals and playing like that, and that was their best performance of the season. I, I think most people would agree that that was right up there. You're now giving me a bit of a funny look, as if suggesting well, no, I, you disagree.
0: I, I do. I do agree. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what changed? What was it?
1: Well, I think the personnel changes that Darren Moore made made a big difference. I think the biggest surprise, of course, was Silasso playing up front. I don't think anyone foresee that one. He hadn't started a league match since Wednesday, had last played Plymouth back in September. And yes, he's played a few times up front in the Pizza Cup. But to throw him into a league match of that importance, and it was you know, vital for Wednesday to certainly not lose. But I mean, to, to win in that fashion, so scoring. But there were so many good players, you know, on the day. You could go right through the team from Sam Hutchinson, Massimo Luongo. The wing backs were superb. Jack Hunt, maybe his best display since coming back to the club. And Nathaniel Mendes Lang was, yeah, terrific on the other side, scored a goal, made a goal. And he was a threat all afternoon. And on that evidence, you know, he looks too good for the league or, you know, he looks like a player that you can see why he's played a lot in the league above, put it that way.
0: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because it, it didn't, it hadn't felt for the for the few games before that that Wednesday were knocking on the door of giving someone a hammering, but we've always known the quality is is there. It, it feels like Luongo in the middle is starting to really become key. When Luongo's fit and plays, Wednesday Wednesday play that seems to be it, and it has so many knock-on effects, doesn't it? Because it gives it gives Bannon kind of the confidence to be able to do his job better, keeping him fit now for a run of games. Um, and obviously, you know, making sure he doesn't get any more suspensions is, is really going to be key.
1: Yeah, and it's managing his game time, isn't it? You know, wednesday have got a programme of eight matches in February. And I think it's something like 10 games in 30 days. Now, there's no way, realistically, Massimo Luongo, and I'm looking at Sam Hutchinson as well, they're not going to be playing and, and able to, I think, play in all those games no chance, you know. So, Darren Moore, that's where looking after them, maybe you're taking them out of the firing line if they play on a Saturday and it's a particularly sort of intense game and very competitive against who, yeah whoever it is, promotion rival. You know, Wednesday they've got you know, Rotherham and Ipswich coming up, for example. Maybe they don't play then. Against Morecambe on the Tuesday night or Fleetwood away, you know he might have to pick and choose his games. But I'm with you that Luongo it's imperative. Wednesday keep him fit. Now he has to he has to play. I think the majority of the games, or you know Wednesday want him, you know, to get him through as much of the game you know, programs as they can. Because I think Luongo and Josh Windass being available for Wednesday, that's the difference between them finishing in the playoffs and missing out.
0: We, we the theme kind of running through the 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 Twitter space at the weekend was very much that it was kind of make or break time wasn't it for for Wednesday season over the next few games and and that's still sort of the case that the, the there's no point beating Plymouth if we then you know go and lose at, at Oxford and we'll, we'll talk about the games coming up in um, in a bit but you know you look at the league table now and it's it's quite finely balanced isn't it and it, it's another kind of very messy season this because there were teams with games in hand the way the table looks when everyone's played those games in hand what's that going to look like could, could well change quite a bit but it is still on a bit of a knife edge for Wednesday isn't it this season could still fade into a, a very kind of mid table mediocre season um, and a run of games and suddenly you know right back up there and right back in with um, certainly a shout of the of the top six so um it's just about taking that consistency now, isn't it?
1: It is, and Darren Moore's talked a lot about that and that's been the Achilles heel for Wednesday this season in yeah, they've only lost five times in the league. It's too many draws where they should have turned those draws into wins and can they now go on a winning run? Can they string four or five results together? And then if they do, they will be in the top six and then it's maintaining the performance level that we saw against Plymouth. And if they play more like that this season on the front foot, taking the game to the opposition, pressing was excellent as well, you know, and Plymouth were missing some of their better players, it does have to be said, you know, through Covid or through a way On Afghan, you know, or whatever, but at the same time, you've got to, you know, give credit to Wednesday that I think that they made Plymouth look poor on the day, and it was a really good performance. And they should have been outside at half time, you know, and they should have been four five no up, and it wouldn't have flattered Wednesday one little bit if they had. So, still, I think they've got to be a bit more clinical.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, the, the, we've just got to follow it up with more victories now. Um, Wednesday obviously did concede a couple of goals and um, I think even the the Plymouth manager said that the scoreline flattered them slightly because um, they, they were never really in it. Um, there is still that little concern there, isn't there, about um, just being ever so, so kind of leaky at the, the back and a few question marks about um, defending there. Um, so uh, that's still something that Wednesday have just got to keep an eye on because those defenders... Defensive issues, those injury problems that we've had at the back are, are, are still very much kind of, you know, niggling away.
1: I don't think there's anything they could have done with the free kick. You know, that's as good a goal as goals we've seen all season. It might have been, actually, go who, I think, gave away the free kick. But, yeah, I mean, that was great execution. And then the second goal, yeah, it was a bit scruffy, wasn't it, James? It wasn't the best. You know, they could have defended that better than what they did. Uh, and you're right, yeah. Defensively, it's not been the same, has it, since the start of the season, where they kept loads of you know clean sheets consistently. And so it would be great if they could get back to that level. I think having the go back again will help that the way he screens that back three in the defence, giving them that extra layer of protection. And like you said, it then gives FDB or Barry Bannon. A bit more license to get forward and make things happen.
0: We'll we'll talk Wednesday have been linked with pretty much every defender in the country over the last few days. We'll we'll talk kind of transfer rumours in a bit. Um let's just talk about a couple of young players who've signed new contracts in the last week or so. Alex Hunt's been out alone um uh, out on loan at Grimsby first half of the season and has earned some good reviews there I think fair to say that the Grimsby fans really took to him he'd been a key part of they made a great start to the season faded a little bit but um, you know he's, he's a good half of the season um, now he's got out to Oldham who bottom end of league two but it is you know proper EFL experience for him um, having signed a new Wednesday deal in the middle of, uh, of those two um, loans. And then Kieran Brennan in the last day or two also signing a new contract. It's good to see this, isn't it? You know they are, they are homegrown players and you'd like to think that they are you know, part of Sheffield Wednesday's future. Good to see them signing new contracts and just wanting to be part of what, what Wednesday are doing. We know that there were clubs watching both players, weren't there?
1: And maybe lessons have been learned from the past with Liam Shaw, Azar Ziriidi, George Hurst, Sean Clare, Maybe one or two others that are forgotten, but it's a long yeah. list, isn't it? Yeah. So it's good that you know Wednesday, the talks have been going on for a while, and that they've got them over the line. And it might be that you know Kieran Brennan, he's got an extra year on his contract compared to Alex Hunt, and it might be that Kieran Brennan, if Wednesday were to get in a couple of senior, recognised centre halves in before the end of the month, I wouldn't be totally shocked if maybe Darren Moore. Allowed Brennan to go back on loan to get some games. There's no point in him staying around if he's not going to get into the match match day squad. And he was that, he was out
0: on loan, wasn't he? And we recalled him quite early on in the season because, you know, partly because of the injury problems. So yeah, the the precedence is there. He does seem to be a player that that Darren Moore would quite like to get out playing football.
1: Yeah, well, well that's it. You know, he's 21, and at his age, he needs to be playing regularly. And so, if he's not going to do that on Wednesday, then. I think it makes sense to you know find him a home try and get him a club uh you know if not in league 1 then maybe you know in league 2 you know but I I you know Notts County it didn't go so well for him earlier on in the season I think he only played four times and he he was a bit out of favor there towards the end of the loan spell but yeah you know I like Kieran Brennan I think you know of the two of them I I think that Kieran Brennan is the one that I look at and think that maybe next season I could see him becoming sort of a regular, sort of part of the you know matchday squad. You know, at the moment it's sort of been by necessity. Let's let's face it, due to the injuries, you know, there's no Dunkley, no Iorfa, no Gibson. There was no Hutchinson for a period, and so he's taken his opportunity, and I think on the whole he's done well. But we have seen also. The inexperience there from Brennan, and that there are still elements and parts of his game that he's got to work on.
0: Yeah. The, the, one name you know that we never really mention um, and this is going off on a slight tangent when we talk about you know players that, that maybe we let leave when we should have tied them down to longer contracts slightly different situation but I sometimes think you know about Jordan Thornley like if he was still at Wednesday right now he'd probably be one like an automatic name on the team sheet um, as one of the centre-backs particularly with the problems that we've got and he left relatively quietly having put in some really good performances at, at the time and I think you know we were kind of eyeing up becoming um, you know, kind of a a front runner for promotion to the Premier League. We didn't see what was what was coming, or certainly weren't planning on ending up back in League One. Um, but, you know, Kieran Brennan, similar in terms of the fact that he's, he's come in somewhat unexpectedly, had some good performances, certainly showed he's got some composure about him. There's something there. Um, you know, it would be daft for us just to let him kind of slip away now when actually you look three, four years down the line, you want him to be, um, you know, one of the first names on the team sheet, don't you?
1: And it's good time of the year. Mention Jordan for too, as Wednesday will be coming up against him. Uh, this weekend as he's at Oxford now and you're right, he's got I think over 100 matches under his belt and and he's a left footer so yeah, right now he would have been quite handy for Wednesday to have had
0: I didn't realise he was at Oxford by the way I thought, I thought he was still at, um, was it Blackpool that he went to?
1: Yeah, no, he signed for Oxford I think it was earlier on this season and then right. he, he played at Hillsborough when of course uh, they won when the two clubs last met back in October
0: Fair enough. Um, right, let's. Um, we're going to have to talk about some transfer rumours, and we've got a lot of different names to to get through. Let's get this one out of the way. Um, so, Danny Bart. Kind of, it, it's almost. It, it's not quite the same level as um, you know other players, Ben Marshall that we can think of. But Wednesday have consistently been linked with um, Danny Bart over the last probably decade or or so. Um, this seemed to have some legs. To it came out of nowhere very quickly, it looked like it could happen just as quickly. Um, he's off to Sunderland, so ultimately, nothing in that one, but but definitely a, a deal that Wesley would have liked to have done.
1: Oh, yeah, no, there's really strong interest there from Wednesday, they've been working on that one for some time, and yeah, that's a huge disappointment. You know, we haven't had the opportunity to speak to Darren more about that, but I, I, I know that well, I'm sure that you know he'd be. Really frustrated that they couldn't sign Bath and knowing you know the type of person he is and you know, he's a good character and 31 experienced, he's played for what the last 10 years, which he's been playing in the top two divisions and he's a proven championship player. So I think that would have been a great signing for Wednesday. But yes, Sunderland came in, hijacked that one, and uh, you know, he signed an 18 month deal there. I don't know the ins and outs. I'm only speculating. You would think maybe money could have been sort of the deciding factor there. Perhaps Sunderland offered in better terms, and we all know about Wednesday's restrictions anyway in the transfer market. But I think that's a a great three transfer signing for Sunderland. And yeah, that's you know you, you just hope it doesn't come back really to to bite Wednesday, that one, as I think the Bath will be a really good player for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sunderland are a pretty strong squad anyway, aren't they? So it's it's just strengthening that a little bit more. Um, other names then that Wednesday have been linked with, and uh, I'm kind of racking my brain to try to remember some of the names that have been knocking around. Jordan Story.
1: Yes, that one looks like it's happening. And that I think Wednesday are close to getting that one done. And here'd be the first signing, you know, as we go to recording... Uh, you know, for Wednesday in the transfer window. And, yeah, that one, that's sort of really taken, a, a, you know, gone up a notch or two in the last few days, really. that's That one seems to have accelerated. But, yeah, he's been on their sort of centre-back short list for some time. He's he's a player they've been tracking, they like. And, again, he's somebody that he's played for the last three years in the Championship, and he's a good age, and he can play in a back three. It fits. And he's, he's what, 24 so who knows it might be with a view to a permanent we'll have to sort of watch this space on that one but yeah you know for Wednesday it's it's crucial that they got at least one centre half in and I think maybe Darren Moore would like to get two in uh, you know before the deadline and uh, we'll have to see what happens but yeah story looks like it's a goer
0: it's an unwritten rule, by the way, that uh, as soon as we publish a podcast episode, something happens. Um, so chances are, as you listen to this, probably one of the, the players that we're talking about will have already signed and will look silly. But that's the way that things seem to be uh, panning out over, over recent months. Um, other names, Ryan Tulloch.
1: Yes, again, Wednesday there's definite interest there he's a player they've been linked with for a number of weeks uh, and it's the Darren Moore connection Darren Moore knows him from his time at West Brom and then he had him at Doncaster Rovers and he picked up an injury there but yeah he, I mean, I know some, you know, some of the, my sort of contacts at, uh, yeah, West Brom. Oh yeah, I mean, they rate him highly. You know, they say you know mm. he's a very good young player and he really just needs game time. That's what he needs. You know, he's at that stage of his de- development and, yeah, twenty. He's a forward that can play right, left, or in the number ten. to so versatility, and we all know that Darrymore likes uh, multi-dimensional players I think is the way that I would uh, describe it so yeah Tulloch I I think they're quietly confident that they might be able to get that one done too and that you know that's the attacking player that would then fill the void that's been left by Corbinu
0: can he play centre-half though that's the question well we're going to find out aren't we but yeah (laughs) you might
1: have to if Wednesday keep on picking up injuries there
0: Um, Hayden Roberts name's been knocking around for for quite a while now this this rumour started long before the transfer window opened
1: Graham Potter he confirmed I think only yesterday that he he plans on loaning him out I I haven't had a chance yet to check whether he was in Brighton's matchday squad for their game against Chelsea on Tuesday night but yeah I I think they're looking at loaning him out Uh, in the next week, week and a half. And they're pretty much... I think it's the ball's in Brian's court. They're looking at, you know, who's going to be the best option for them. You know, what he played in League One last season and did pretty well by all accounts at Rochdale. Played over 20 matches. So, yeah, you know, it's the sort of player that I'm not surprised, you know, Wednesday are in for. And again, Darren Moore with his... Sorts of you football links. Uh, I think he's very good pals with um, Dan Rushworth. I think it is who's at Brighton. So yeah, that's why that one. I think that's it's there for Wednesday if they want it. Um, but I, again, I think they've got other targets that they might pursue over Roberts. But again, you know things can change very quickly.
0: He was on the bench last night for, for Brighton. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, it, in the very immediate term, seems to be part of their plans. But um, it's always weird, isn't it, with, particularly with, with Premier League clubs, because they they're not going to loan out players to then go and sit on the bench somewhere else. So um, they, they would very much expect or want him to be playing regular football. So um, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? Because from a Wednesday point of view, cover is what we need because we've been picking up so many injuries. We kind of know what probably the first choice defensive back line looks like or certainly got a few ideas Um, so yeah it is just about kind of strength in numbers any names that we've not touched on there that are kind of knocking around
1: I think you know they're the ones at the moment but yeah I'm sure that after we finish recording this that there might be another name that pops up soon but yeah at the moment I think Wednesday are looking for at least three signings in total I think two centre-halves and then Uh, to work would be for the attacking position Uh, but yeah knowing Darren Moore as well we've seen we've seen in the last transfer window that um, if if he can get any other good players in through the door I think he'd be trying to so uh, I mean anticipating a very busy end to this window it sounds like some of those
0: deals could be done kind of before that last minute rush but you know we know how the transfer window works we know what kind of how how messy football is at the moment in terms of um clubs with players out and stuff like that so you're right could be it could all end up still going down to the to the wire and I it's think, hard to think yeah. that between now and the end of the month there'll not be at least another name or two that that comes up any talk about any outgoings
1: at the moment no i mean Karidi e- Edoin i think's got a little bit of interest from clubs lower down in the pyramid and I could see perhaps Edwin Liam Waldock going out on loan Uh, you know those would be the two I think that I would be really focusing on and as I mentioned before with Brennan you know if Wednesday get the centre-halves they may feel that oh yeah we we will loan him out for the second half of the season we don't want him sitting in the stands you know that's no good um, for his development the only other point I was going to say really on the the transfer window, James, is that Wendy really tried to bring in a player before Plymouth. You know, they wanted to get some of the, they wanted to get some of their business done early, and they would have liked to have done that in an ideal world. Darren Moore's spoken quite a bit though about the red tape and the difficulty of signing players and as we've seen across English football, there haven't been loads of deals done. There haven't been. And I think there's gonna be a mad rush at the end. There isn't a lot of money though, flying around in the game. The impact of COVID is hitting clubs hard. And then clubs as a consequence of COVID and, and the fact that they're fearful of a COVID outbreak, they then don't want to leave themselves short on numbers. Uh and that's why at the moment they are hoarding their players and they're not allowing them to go out on loan until they're happy with the numbers that they've got, you know, through the door and in their squads.
0: Let's talk about games coming up then, um, because it's, it's kind of the calm before the storm at the moment, isn't it? So we have got um, a couple of games, but a full week between them before we then get into the Saturday-Tuesday-Saturday-Tuesday pattern. I think pretty much right the way through February. That's going to be quite a manic uh, month from a football point of view. Oxford away on um, Saturday, who've... Uh, I mean, been relatively strong this season, we've already seen how dangerous Oxford could be. Um, so... Um, certainly not going to be an easy place to go to. We touched on earlier the importance now of consistency, putting a run of results together. doesn't really matter how strong Oxford are. It's really about Wednesday saying, do you know what, now now we know on our day we can go out and beat anyone, so let's just go and get that result.
1: It's about what Wednesday do, that's it. And, and if Wednesday turn up and put in a performance like they did against Plymouth, and then we've seen Sunderland at home, um accrington for that opening sort of 25 minutes when they blew them away and and that's the frustration isn't it that you know it's there for Wednesday and can they now consistently put it together oxford is going to be tough you know there is only one place between the two sides in the table they've fallen out of the playoffs they've gone I think three matches now without a win uh, and so it's important for the fixture for them too that you know they will be looking to get back on track and you know, Carl Robinson's done a good job there. You know, they've reached the playoffs the last couple of seasons. They've got some good attacking players. You're looking at Nathan Holland, who's a player that Wednesday have been linked with. Matty Taylor, who got the last-minute winner at Hillsborough. And, yeah, you know, you've got Fournoy who would be, I would have thought, leading them at the back. So, yeah, you know, they've got a, a strong side of Oxford. They play four three three, And, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how Wednesday... You sort of match them up. And um, I suppose, ask you, James, I mean, do you think Darren Moore will make any changes or do you think he'll keep the same side?
0: I don't think he should make any changes, but um, I think he probably will because that's, that's Darren Moore, isn't it? And um, he's he's not really shown this season that he is about... Um, you know, picking a team and sticking with it. He he has been chopping and changing, and 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 has done that right through his time at Wednesday, hasn't he? Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know where, but I suspect we might well see a couple of changes. It'd be we'll incredibly in harsh,
1: though. No, there's. I was you know to say it'd be incredibly harsh? But I think the one change you could make would be up front, and I wonder if it takes Silasso out and if Florian Canberra is fit. I could maybe see that change. But I, I personally, unlike you, I'd stick with the same team, but I'm just not so sure. Yeah.
0: And, and you do you feel like that would be a change because of the opposition or because of the fact that it's an away game, isn't it? And, and there's part of me that kind of says, do you know what, now we've got to stop doing that. It's all about, let's make it about us. Let's go front foot because... Clearly the quality is there and, and a lot of it is just to do with, you know, if everyone's having an off day then then you you're gonna you're gonna struggle. Um but I I I think yeah, you know, have that have that confidence and faith in the players to say to them, you know what, you you won that game convincingly. I'm gonna stick with you. You don't you don't want to call this a six pointer because we're in January. But you know, clearly Wednesday three points behind Oxford. You, you do the math yourself in terms of the fact that I mean it is a six-pointer. There's no, there's no way around that. Um, and, uh, you know, if Wednesday lose at Oxford, that kind of climb up the table looks that bit more difficult. And it is, you know, make or break, isn't it? Going into February, so many games. Um, that by the end of February we we will know what kind of season this is going to be for Sheffield Wednesday. After that we've got Ipswich at home. Um, they've had a really topsy turvy season, haven't they? They were you know kind of early favourites with all the players they brought in. Didn't really work. Ended up changing manager. Um, they they've hit a little bit of form and, and doing much better, but very much looks like a kind of a mid-table season for. Um, for Ipswich, so again, you know, you have got you look at those two games and think, you, you've got to be talking about minimum four points from those two.
1: I don't know, I think a win, uh, I'd be happy with a win from the two, but yeah, you're right, I mean, if, if Wednesday have got any aspirations still to finish in the top two, and I think they, they do have, uh, to me that looks a long, long way off, that yeah, they, they'd have to pick up four points, if not win them both, but yeah, you know, for me... Chance again at Oxford to make a statement, and if they can pick up a win there, then you know I think that will do them a power of good. You know, and I, you know, it's February that's gonna, I think, define Wednesday's season, James. And they're gonna have yeah. to win. You no, know, I mean, you still look at it, and you've got eleven matches, oh, it's 11, twenty-one matches left in the season. I think Wednesday've got to win half of them to just ensure, you know ensure that they finish in the top six. You know, you know, I, I did the maths on it the other week, and so yeah, they're going to need sort of seventy-one, seventy-two points, and at the moment they're on forty, so the wrong course. But yeah, you know, they need what you would expect—the sort of form to finish in the top six, and to you know, for Wednesday to take pressure off themselves. If they can get four or five wins on the bounce, then you know that would you know, go a long long way to you know ensuring that they're going to be sort of in the shake up come the end of the season before we go by the way James in a minute I just want to before I forget quick shout out to the under 18s who are through to the fifth round of the FA youth cup good win against preston and their play blackburn away uh, in I think the next couple of weeks so yeah, you know the best run they've been on for 5 years you know in the FA youth cup so great stuff really and they have got some very Good young players coming through who, you know, you're looking at Lee Joe Davidson and Bailey Kadamateri, the ones that are hogging the headlines, but there's others in there. You know, I was very impressed with uh, what I saw at Hillsborough from the young guns.
0: Yeah and and uh, something else that we've we've not referenced as well which um has has happened over kind of the last couple of weeks or so is is Lee Bullen leaving um Wednesday uh, and obviously Tomo now kind of stepping up to um to his new role as well just on um Lee Bullen, and it kind of feels like old news, it's, it's a while ago. Um, deserves a crack at management, and generally speaking, what a great servant he's been to Sheffield Wednesday. The superlatives have, have all been flying about over the last couple of weeks. There's not really a great deal to add to that, um, but feels right to kind of put it on record, doesn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, what an ambassador for Sheffield Wednesday. And he might have left the club, but I guarantee you he'll still be coming back to Sheffield. You know, he's taken this club to his heart, he loves the club. And the, the dedication that uh, that he's put in over the years, he's fill it, filled in as caretaker on three occasions. But, yeah, the reality is he was going to have to move away from Wednesday if he was going to give management a crack. And so fair play to him for t- you know, the leap of faith. And, yeah, now I think we all are wishing him the best at air and hopefully he goes on to do great things. And we're, uh, we'll see him again soon
0: absolutely right that's going to wrap us up then thank you to our partners at title law solicitors specialist in wills trusts and probate um, because you are a podcast listener you can get buy one get one free on lasting powers of attorney if you mention singing the blues contact ollie who's available for evenings weekends and home appointments across south yorkshire title T Y T O L A W t-y-t-o-l-a-w.co.uk on twitter dom is at Domhausen. and i'm at james marriott the show is at dom and james you can find us on facebook and youtube as well just search singing the blues or you can find the links on our website and in the show notes for this episode thank you for listening up the owls and we'll see you next time